0: Today on CityCast Chicago, we all want to be seen, heard, counted. Yet so many in the transgender community just aren't. That's about to change in Chicago.
1: It's all it's all pain and no joy in the data sets right now. And when we're painting these pictures of trans life, we need to give our community something to live for in these numbers.
0: The South Side's Black and Trans-led Brave Space Alliance and Northwestern University are leading a comprehensive survey of trans people, unlike anything we've seen before. It's Wednesday, June 9th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. More kids have died from gun violence in the city so far in 2021 than in the last two years. The Sun-Times reported that 10 kids under the age of 15 have died already this year, up from three children last year. Dozens more have been shot and left with the trauma. The sad statistic was not a surprise to some activists who said disinvestment largely on the South and West sides has allowed gun violence to continue especially after a year of being cooped up. But Mayor Lightfoot blamed federal policies for guns coming in and said communities need to partner with CPD to ensure shooters are put to justice in the courts. While the Obama presidential center is still months away from its official groundbreaking concerns about gentrification and displacement in the Jackson Park and Woodlawn neighborhoods are ongoing. One group, Preservation of affordable housing is planning to keep rents down by buying up the block. Well, not the entire block, but they are purchasing the 240-unit Island Terrace Apartments four blocks south of the Obama Center. Chicago, we got high 70s and lower 80s. It's a little cloudy, but it will clear up later. Hey, but don't forget about those sunsets. Head over to the west side of the city to catch the best view tonight around 830. Everybody seems to have an opinion on the Cubs' new City Connect uniforms, including me. Follow your boy on Twitter at Jacoby Cochran, and you'll find out exactly what I think. But in the meantime, check out more opinions on the uniform by signing up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Dylan, how's your day going to this point?
2: It's not too bad. You know, I'm I'm out with my family in New Mexico. So I'm living on a, on my dad's farm right now, which is why I've showed up today is my extremely butch sort of overalls look. Um, but unf- my wife and I found a mouse in our apartment this morning. So that has sort of taken over the entirety of my mental capacity. So.
1: Now, Dylan, do you have the butch response to a mouse or the femme response to a mouse?
2: Um, I have the butch response to a mouse, which is um, I'm going to solve this problem and protect you if it's okay. the last thing I do.
0: Having data is really important. A city has to know how many kids there are to know how many schools we need. Communities need data to address the concerns and lived experiences of their members. Without data, you have to make assumptions and we know how problematic and potentially violent assumptions can be. That's where Hyde Park's Brave Space Alliance comes in.
1: Our staff is 100% trans. I am the only white person on staff. Everybody else is, is black or brown. So we have uh, a number of mutual aid programs. Uh, we have our Crisis Pantry, which is uh, w- the only LGBTQ run and focused pantry in the Midwest. We served 300,000 individuals at the pantry last year alone.
0: That's Stephanie Scora. Brave Space Alliance is working with Northwestern University to conduct a survey of transgender people in the Chicago area. The collection starts next June. Stephanie Scora and Dylan Felt from Northwestern University are here to talk about why it's hard for trans people to get the services they need or even to be recognized. Stephanie, let's start with you. Uh, Tell me about the work you do at Brave Space Alliance. How long have you been there? What are some of the services you all offer?
1: Yeah, I've I've been at Brave Space Alliance really since day one. Um, We're a for us, by us, Uh, LGBTQ community center um, located on the south side of Chicago. Brave Space Alliance was founded to fill a gap in services. Everything is north side based. Everything is run by cisgender people. All the programmatic models are based on programs that were designed for white gay men. And our community is being left in the dust. And Brave Space Alliance sees ourselves as a resource hub. We're a community center where our community can come, they can get something that they need, and they can walk out the door stronger and more empowered than when they came in.
0: Wow. You say you've been there since day one. How long has Brave Space Alliance been in uh, operations
1: we were founded in March of 2017 in, uh, in the aftermath of uh, an event called the Trans Liberation March, which our executive director, Lasia Wade, myself and a couple of our friends co-organized. Um, Lesiah founded Brave Space Alliance out of that event.
0: Dylan, catch me up to speed about the university's Institute for Sexual and Gender Minority Health and Wellbeing. What is some of the work that you do here?
2: We do health disparities and health equity research. And then we also are really fortunate that that allows us to meet a lot of really wonderful people. That's how we met Stephanie and her team at Brave Space, is at a meeting that was hosted by the Chicago Department of Public Health. And through sort of sharing things in that meeting, we realized that we felt the same way when it came to research about the trans community and about the opportunities that existed, but that weren't being taken advantage of.
0: What was that initial conversation like?
2: Something Stephanie offered in that meeting was that a frustration that she and the folks at Brave Space were experiencing was that they knew that trans communities were capable of leading this work, but nobody was giving them the opportunity. And that is exactly how I felt as a trans researcher myself. And so I just went over to her after the meeting and I was like, hey, we should talk because I think our teams could work together really well to do the type of work that you're talking about wanting to do.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was a really serendipitous, and really this research project is is the same on Brave Spaces' end as well. As L-Lisaya and I from day one had always talked about doing broad spectrum research, um, we were both involved in the advisory board of the twenty fifteen U.S. Trans survey, and one of the issues with that survey, it doesn't really give a good inv- uh, a good picture of what local communities look like. And so one of the unfortunate drawbacks of having all the research that exists around trans people be beyond the national level is that we actually have functionally zero data about what trans people and trans communities look like in Chicago. You all are hoping to talk to 30,000 plus individuals from the trans community across
0: Cook County But Stephanie says something I found interesting in an article, which was our community has got really, really good at hiding. You know, how do you create a space for this survey to be well received so people feel not only supported, but trustworthy um, to provide accurate, full information?
2: Yeah, um, I really appreciate you asking that question because I think that's a really important thing for researchers of any kind of marginalized community to be asking themselves is how am I going to engender trust when I start out with this project? We've had a majority of trans identified folks working on developing the survey so far. It's been mostly Chicago area trans people creating the Chicago area trans survey. So we're going to run this almost like the census and that we will have people going out into the community to be the face of this survey. So it's not just sort of some nameless kind of logo that exists behind a screen for you, but really people who, you know, people who you love, people who might be part of your friend group or your family are going to be out there working with you to take this survey.
0: Stephanie, you, you said recently that the data that does exist is either several years old or depressing, and you learn more about the ways that trans people are discriminated against or killed than anything else about us. You know, can you paint me a more fuller picture of the lives trans people in Chicago are living beyond just these pictures of uh, discrimination?
1: There are events, there are parties, there are balls, there are kikis, There are just meeting up on the street with a friend you haven't seen in a year and a half because of the pandemic. There's all of these wonderful things that happen in Chicago that are so vibrant and so full of trans joy and trans life and trans love, and those never come through. In in surveys, of course, we have to ask those discrimination questions, because unfortunately, experiencing violence is such a huge part of the trans experience. But we're also asking questions about where people go to have fun, what their families look like, how you know, what what kind of sex they're having, who who is in their worlds, where they're living their lives and how they're how they're living them. We aren't able to point to anything about ourselves that's positive. It's all, it's all pain and no joy in the data sets right now. And when we're painting these pictures of trans life, we need to give our community something to live for in these numbers. We're hoping to create a data set that illustrates not just who we are, not just our experiences, but what people have to live for. How
0: is this survey going to directly impact the people you work with on a day-to-day basis?
1: First and foremost, that it's going to provide us with our own data and our own information that we can take in front of decision makers and funders and say, this is what we know on paper about our community. We have a gigantic data set and funders want to see numbers. Government agencies want to see numbers. Funding proposals of any kind want to see
2: numbers. And if you say you care about trans people, then you have to make these investments. What even just the existence of this survey shows is that there is strength and there is a lot of power in trans communities to take this data and this ability to make a difference into our own hands and really show people like, actually, when you invest in us, we can make significant change in our communities because we have that ability and we have that power. And I, I'm really hoping that this survey itself, not just the data that comes from it, is part of that counter-narrative.
0: Again, Dylan Felt is a research coordinator at the Institute for Sexual and Gender Minority Health and Wellbeing at Northwestern, and Stephanie Score helps lead Brave Space Alliance. I appreciate you both so much for being on City Cash Chicago today.
2: Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having us on Jacoby.
0: Some good news to get you through. I couldn't let you go without giving a shout out to the 10 recipients of the Field Foundation's. Leaders for a New Chicago Award. This is a $50,000 grant given out to emerging leaders across the city, including the founder and executive director of Brave Space Alliance, Lesiah Wade. Another name our CityCast listeners might remember is Grace Pye, a former guest and director of organizing at Asian Americans Advancing Justice. Congratulations. That's our show for Wednesday, June 9th, as always. I appreciate you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace You can cut it you you got to cut it afterwards so you might as well cut it before. <laughs> Carrie think it's gross because she hates butterflies.